Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. How's it going? Uh, well, this is episode 37, and it is the Brittany Griner is free episode. Yes, it is. This is a very special, unplanned, unpredicted, very much hoped for episode. We're finally here. Uh, you know, we're recording this on Saturday, December the 10th. Uh, Brittany Griner uh, was uh, let go from Russian penal con- colony. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad I hopefully don't have to say that word too many times now. Yep. Uh, just this past Thursday, we've been freaking out. We've been so excited. Um, Freddie's life and my life have just been so crazy. Um, this is basically the time we have together to to do this. This is like a bit of an emergency pod, as people like to say. It is uh, absolutely surreal. Um, I I woke up to the news, and um, yeah, I I I cried. I told my 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 partner. I uh, like texted you, or you mm-hmm. know, I, I, like messaged you. And we had just done our podcast uh, and, you know, we always, like, especially in these last couple, I guess, you know, episodes ha- had talked amongst ourselves like that. We didn't want to just, you know, play on the hope of Britney's release. So we wanted to talk about things that were substantial. And we did, you know, very briefly at the end mention that a- Anthony Blinken on, on uh, Face the Nation was talking about how they were still working on Griner's release, but obviously um, we had no idea how immediate that was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, for many reasons, uh, it, it was kept a pretty tight uh, secret. Like, I don't think anyone had much of an inkling of just how close uh, this was. Um, but yeah, just absolutely overwhelmed. And um and, and and happy and uh yeah just um yeah i mean like i think me and you and this podcast aside uh it really kind of for me put like it put a spotlight on britney not just being like a a topic of conversation like you know britney being a a person that was unlawfully detained and i i found myself thinking about her first interaction, uh, you know, in the airport and, and being apprehended and, you know, n- having no idea, no one having any idea that this was going to t- uh, turn into, you know, 294 days. Right. Mm-hmm. And thinking about how like the horror of that really. And so, like, yeah, like sad in that way, but just so, so happy that 
that her release was like, yeah, the first person who put it out was was Biden's Twitter account, right? So it's like that's as 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 official as it could possibly get, and um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I woke up to to your text to messages from other people, and I was like, what? No. <laughs> Like, I know. I almost didn't I believe it at first, and then and then I saw it. It was like, oh my god! I was uh, I was actually supposed to meet up with my writing partner, Daniel Rosenberg. Shout out to him. I canceled our plans. I was like, I can't yeah. meet up. There's too much going on. Yeah, Brittany's free. Uh, suddenly, my morning's very busy now. Um, I was thrilled. I had moments of feeling overwhelmed. I I had. I had some feelings of sadness as well. Um, you know, not just thinking about her experience, but also, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to get into it all, but just, you know, you think something like this would be, you know, something well received by more people, but, Mm -hmm. um, but overall I was just so happy. And then I had to record my MBA podcast that day and then um celine dion released a statement yeah uh, yeah. you know that she's going through some really hard you know health problems at the moment and then i was sad and then i started my mba podcast i was like Catherine, don't cry Catherine, don't cry (laughs) it was was emotional it was a lot um but overall you know we're so excited that she's back and there's so much to talk about in regards to this so we know she's been sent to a a facility in san antonio yeah and um she's being you know evaluated for both her physical and mental health um we don't know how long like what her timeline is there or anything but it sounds like she's under some good care uh while she's there um i read a report that she's spoken to her family and she's looking forward to seeing them i don't know um I would assume by now she's been reunited with Sherelle, her wife, Sherelle, yeah. but you know, all of that is still, uh, remains to be seen. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Paul Whelan as well, but Freddie, I don't know if you want to say more about our, just our initial reactions first before we move on. No, I think, yeah, like for, for me, you know, it was just, uh, overwhelmed with joy and, um, uh, my my part time job is at a museum, and uh, I basically like you know not everyone has been following this case because you know there's a lot going on in the world and you know not mm-hmm. everyone knows about it etc. Uh, but every you know people will come up to you, uh, and ask how you're doing, and I would I basically launched into talking about this, uh, immediately, and you know. All my like colleagues were, were sort of like, oh, that's amazing. But, you know, kind of like not really expecting me to come from that angle. But it's all I could think about. It's all I could talk about. And, yeah, my kind of initial reaction turned into me basically consuming anything, um, you know, anything positive with, uh, you know, with regards to, to Brittany Griner's release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I agree. I think um, I saw a, a statement from Sherelle 
uh, online. I think uh, in Canada, it was TSN's The Shift okay. uh, Instagram account that posted it. Shout out to them. It's a really good show. Um, posted a, a video statement from Sherelle. And then she said, you know, we keep Paul's family, like, you know, in our hearts and minds and as happy as we are for ourselves. We know it's a really difficult day for them. Yeah. Really love that she, you know, said that right away. Mm -hmm. And then it made me think, oh, my God. Yeah, Paul's not a part of this yeah. because for months and months and months, and we even talked about him on, on this podcast, uh, he's an American um, wrongfully detained in Russia. Yeah. He's been there um, since 2019, yeah. so since the Trump administration, and they have not been able to free him for whatever reason. And there's a lot of concern around this. First of all, I can't even imagine how hard. Thursday must have been for his family yeah. to see Brittany Griner free and for him to not be a part of it, especially after months and months and months of negotiations and talks around it that that the arms dealer, Victor Bout, would be traded potentially for the both of them. But the negotiations did not go that way. Um, you know, uh, President Biden decided to pull the trigger to do a one for one trade. Um, apparently that was not an easy decision to make, um, according to several reports that I've read. There's been a lot of articles that, that have gone around, so we've done our best here to try and, and capture it all. But I read something about Paul Whelan. Um, crap, I meant to, you know when you're like, I meant to keep that tab open. Yep. <laughs> But apparently Paul Whelan health-wise, I was reading this in the New York Times, is not doing very well health-wise. Um, I heard that a long time ago that, um, you know, he, he had been struggling, but I, I hadn't read anything recently, like in relation to the Griner release. Right. It's in my, um, well, now it's, now I'm getting the paywall because I didn't leave my tab up. But no, I mean, uh, apparently he, according to the New York Times, and it's always, as we have learned over these last months, it's hard to get, you know, very specific information out of Russia. Yeah. But this article came out a few days ago, and apparently he is currently in, in a Russian hospital, in a Russian prison hospital. Um, or they're concerned about his transfer to a prison hospital because he needs one. I'm so sorry that I don't have that in front of me, everyone. Um, I meant to, but maybe his health status had something to do with not being able to have him be a part of this. I'm really not sure. Um, but I also, fe I, I felt a heavy heart about it. I don't know if other people who have been following this case with us felt the same way, but I felt a very, very uh, heavy heart about Paul Whelan not being a part of this. Uh, yeah, I certainly did. You know, I, I found it to be pretty devastating news and, you know, we'll get just the, I think the kind of like negative sort of toxic side of it later. But to me, the more important perspective is, is the compassionate one. And um mm -hmm. Paul is uh, wrongfully detained and um, has no business being in a Russian prison. Um, you know, uh, again, we'll get to the negative stuff later and kind of the talk around Victor Bout and 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 what, you know, the jokes around like trades and, and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, a lot of the disgusting stuff. But I, I thought it was important that 
uh, everyone from from you know like Britney's camp from the WNBA, um, you know, was focusing on the fact that that Paul's release is is important. It shouldn't be forgotten, and this is just you know I. I don't, I don't have like a quote on this, but something I've, I've been feeling a lot since reading this is just how, how tactical it was to, uh, you know, from, from the Russian side to, to make this, this kind of conversation, uh, ugly when really this is something so positive. Um, even, you know, yeah, the focus on, on anything, but, Britney's freedom is is kind of like there's a strategy behind that um but yeah you know really Paul should be free and um it's just an absolutely devastating day for his family for the people who are working on on his release and mm-hmm. um one thing that the Grinder family said as well is that they that you know they've received a lot of support from the Whelan family um, so, you know, these families are very, are very united. And I think the Whelan family is also very happy for the release of Griner, which is very important to me. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. Did you see that in a statement? I did. Yeah. Okay, good. That's yeah. Great. That's that great. They, they were, you know, uh, I just, you know, I just Googled as we were talking that, um, uh, you know, uh, I guess that 15 hours ago, there's so much coming out, but uh, Paul Whelan's brother slams. Uh, slams Trump after prisoner swap criticism uh, just because, yeah, again, we'll get to the backlash stuff, but um, you know, I think a lot of times in these situations uh, the the politics get carried away very fast and people don't really go to the source and the sources of the families um, you know, they're not really mincing words. They're very happy that this happened and they're very sad that Paul Whelan, um, you know, that that he wasn't released, that didn't happen. So I think you can hold two things here. You can be extremely overwhelmed with joy um, that Brittany is free and extremely upset that Paul is not. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree. And um, just to give a bit of an update on what I was saying earlier, because I was able to find uh, more information because I really want to be, you know, we always want to be as like, you know, accurate as we possibly can. Yeah, totally. Um, So so Paul Whelan was moved on November 17th to a hospital in the prison where he's being held um and his family uh didn't hear from him in over a week because they were concerned um he missed a scheduled call on thanksgiving um paul was not complaining about any health conditions that required hospitalization um so they've been trying to get uh, a status on his health um and they haven't been able to get one which would obviously be even even more concerning on top of everything else yeah um so they're trying to figure that out on top of everything else um so this was reported um by the new york times that's all that's what i have so okay there's been a lot going on you know there's been a lot of um you know trolls and in white right wing extremists and stuff who have been really um 
unhappy about this Brittany Griner situation. They feel like, you know, it, it goes everywhere from people feeling like she deserves this because of the alleged cannabis oil that was mm -hmm. with her. Uh, it goes from people upset that she protested um, the national anthem or said that the national anthem shouldn't be played before games. Yeah. Um, you know, after everything happened with George Floyd. Um, you know, I think, you know, people are using the Paul Whelan thing now, frankly, as an excuse not to like her. Um, oh, like he should have been freed. Why was she freed and not him? Yep. Uh, Victor Bow is a dangerous person. Um, was it worth it kind of thing? Um, you know, I, I think all of this is like really upsetting and disappointing, obviously. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, the one thing, if I was being truly bipartisan, I would say, you know, in regards to Paul Whelan, you know, the fact that he wasn't part of this prisoner swap and that they did give up a, a dangerous person in Victor Bout who served one article said 12, another article said 14 years out of a 25 year sentence mm -hmm. um, is that what will it take now to free him? Right. Because that, in a way, sets a bit of a precedence. Yeah. Right? right. Like if right. it took this dangerous arms dealer to free Brittany Griner, what will it take to free Paul Whelan? But I think you should be able to have that conversation without talking about the fact that Brittany Griner is a black woman and a lesbian and mm -hmm. has very left politics and blah, blah, blah. Like, right. Like, I don't I just I hate so much that people are always like. I don't know. I mean, this is like, I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. No, right? no. I just feel like this is literally why people say Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Because every right wing extremist is couching their language in the idea that maybe her life mattered less. Yeah. And that... it's really fucked up. Not a rant at all. Uh, I, I, you know, I think actually really concisely worded and couching their language in the fact that um, Britney's life mattered less is a really kind of good way to distill the hate and the rhetoric and the dog whistling that we've seen. Um, and yeah, I think that this is something that, you know, you shared an article with me from the Times um by uh i don't know why my algorithms keep giving me the times <laughs> I, I know right um by uh by jonathan we uh, weissman and uh ken uh Be bensinger bensinger um and yeah you know they they go through the there, there's a history of this right so there's a history of a uh, democratic president's uh securing releases with hostile governments and right-wing criticism that as you said so well you know spans from everything to you know the the attack on patriotism um to uh, attack on like you know the who the person is their family uh you know i would say just for lack of a better word like you know uh reckless hate and and not to say that it's sort of uh clumsy because i think it's pretty deliberate uh, especially when you see it coming from from politicians as well. Kevin McCarthy, Donald Trump, I'm sure many others. Um, obviously, Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
uh, who's a, I, I would say a, at this point, uh, a very famous um, off the rails, uh, hate filled person. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I think, Putin not to be like you know bring everything back to Russia sort of thing and obviously I'm not in the mind of uh, the world's most powerful rich dangerous <laughs> man but it isn't uh, uh, yeah no but like it's like it's like this this is this is important right this is like you know he's been trying to sow divisive conversation in and not just the u.s uh u.s like you know government and its people but like all over the world and you know like he's not alone there's many bad actors in the world and yeah it's uh it's disappointing it's frustrating um you know for a later topic me and you um we're we're gonna talk about you know our our favorite reactions and this morning i was looking uh for my favorite reactions and it was really hard to navigate away from negative reactions uh from comments on the way you know yeah britney looks to the to as you said the the anthem um uh her blackness her queerness uh everything and uh yeah, it's it, it's hard that that is such a part of this conversation that uh, unfortunately we can't ignore. But I do think there is a value in kind of denouncing that stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I'm sure like to some degree, Brittany Griner has gotten a lot of this throughout her life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I'm sure she, you know, for being six foot nine for being black for being queer for maybe being you know for having a a, a low speaking voice you know like yeah all these things like i'm sure she's gotten it to some degree her whole life but i think now um the concern is that it's just so much bigger and it's so many more people now and you know she's yeah. certainly not used to having a spotlight this big on her yeah, it's a different level of fame. Like, yeah. you know, they, they've they've weaponized a lot of the people that would otherwise be indifferent to mm-hmm. her, and now those people, like you know, in the article you shared, uh, and you know, it's the second season of the 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 super famous podcast Serial, but Bo Bergdahl was traded right. for five, um, you know, alleged members of the uh, of the Taliban. Um, and yeah, Bo Bergdahl reached a level of fame, not just from the podcast, but for being a, a prisoner that was freed, that is, uh, you know, I, I think when Fox news and the, and the right wing apparatus, like targets you, um, it's, it's a really, it's a really nasty level of, of fame and persecution that, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like you, it, it, it's impossible to escape. But uh, I guess my only hope is that it fades over time as they pick new targets, which is super cynical. But I mean, I don't know what to say. I feel like they, you know. Yeah, I don't know, know if that's going to happen, to be honest. Yeah, me either. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. um i think even yeah because even as time passes 
you know, come like, you know, the, the American election season is pretty wild. And I don't know why people call it a season. Cause it's really like, it's, it feels like it never ends. Yeah. It's nonsense. Um, yeah, it's so long. I don't think, I don't, I wonder if Americans realize that other countries have elections in significantly less time. Like in Canada, we start and end an election in I think 10 weeks. Yeah, we have, uh, we, we literally, we have strict, yeah, for our American listeners, we have strict laws around uh, how long our election can be. Yeah, and I feel for that like, reason, it, like, the, like, and that includes like campaigning and, you know, things yeah. like of that nature too um yeah in any case i mean it's just i think it's one of those things that could come up um you know it during a future election like in 2022 i get or not 2022 sorry 2024 um yeah. you know it, it could it could pop up again i mean it just depends on what happens in the future and you know how many things do they have to you know how many weapons do they have so to speak yeah but yeah i i mean i think this is going to be high profile for a long time um but you know and we're recording this again like on saturday december the 10th who knows how much more information will come out in the next week will she do a you know a video statement i mean i guess this is a good time to talk about like next steps yeah yeah and for us too by the way, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we didn't really talk about this that much before the podcast, but uh, I think I can, you know, sort of speak for both of us and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, we're not done covering this story. So, oh, no, absolutely not. You know, it, it's not finished. Um, yeah, we, yeah, let's get into the next steps. But I think me and you, you know, we've, we've decided to take on the challenge. I, I still remember the conversation we had when this first happened. Um, uh, again, I'll, I'll speak for myself here, but there's a certain kind of like naivete about covering basketball. I knew that the WNBA was, was a lot more political than any other sport uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, but I, I didn't expect to be venturing into such journalistic territory that wasn't about, you know, pick and rolls and. Yeah. But I don't think it's naive you know? to, to not have realized we'd get into this territory. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, fair, this fair, is pretty fair, extreme. Okay, I mean, yeah. when when yeah, like that's I mean that's funny because yeah, when we first decided to cover the league, like yeah, sure, did we know it was going to be more political? Absolutely, but I didn't think that was going to go beyond um, sexism and double standards. Yeah, um, really, you know, know which I mean? is heavy enough, right? <laughs> which sexism, is heavy enough. Racism. Uh, you know, homophobia, they're like pretty. Yes, of course. Yeah. Substantial things. And then also, uh, I guess, yeah, let's 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 tack on uh, international uh, diplomacy and um, kidnapping people uh, for, <laughs> for political purposes. Yeah. Prisoners of war. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just, you know, who knows? And yeah, I mean, I, I think I remember us saying in one of those early episodes how we were like, we're comedians. <laughs> like... I know we're comedians. And this was <laughs> well, because I, I think, yeah, I think where I use the word like the, naive is that I, you know, I have to be honest, I was a little bit afraid because I didn't want to be reckless or irresponsible. And I remember us talking about like what, you know, what amount of us talking about this is uh you know not not harmful but 
how much should we talk about it? Is this meant to be kept quiet? Um, what what are the what are the kind of like you know positive steps forward as far as like Britney being released? Like, how long is this going to take? Is the nine year sentence real? Um, all you know, all these types of things. Like, you know, I think it was kind of. You know, what's yeah. really funny is that this segment was called Next Steps and what you did was look back. <laughs> that says a lot about me. But yeah, let's okay. Let's do Next Steps because I feel like I lost no, it's fine. experience. Yeah. This was just for us to talk about like, you know, literally what is next and how there's just so much kind of unknown in terms of like Brittany, what she's going to want to do. Obviously, it's like in her own time. Yeah um you know whether she's gonna play basketball again or not i mean i think the fear too like i was thinking and i don't know if this is just me being like anxious and negative was just like oh god like if she comes back like this season like are they gonna need more security around her like yeah are people gonna like try to boo her something terrible like that became my kind of like one of my fears i thought about um you know, not even thinking about like her actual game or anything like that yet, but just thinking about like, oh, like, would would it be, you know, obviously the WNBA and I assume everyone within the league obviously stands with her. Um, but that became a, an initial worry, concern, anxious, anxiety moment for me. Yeah, uh, me too. And, you know, I was even thinking about the emotional weight of, okay, let's say there's, you know, let's imagine that she's somehow doing okay enough and, you know, basketball is a kind of sanctuary for her. She wants to play again. You know, the, like, how big of an event is her returning and is that also like it's it's not the same as coming back from like injury or pregnancy or like it's just there's so much trauma involved that you know what is the level of that yeah what what you know players greeting her every game she plays how's this you know it's just the emotional weight of everything that is going to happen in regards to Brittany being related to the WNBA again is, is yeah. So intense that it's hard to, you know, it's hard to imagine that we're going to get to a point of any type of normalcy or for instance, like her, like battling it out with Asia Wilson. Like, is there going to get to a point where it's like, it's so normal that it's like, Oh yeah, Brittany's awesome. Uh, and um, Phoenix has a chance at the title. You know what I'm saying? Like these types of like basketball narratives, like will they always just seem totally insignificant? Will we, will we actually kind of like enjoy the release of that? And I think so much of that is going to start and end with Brittany. Like what is her relationship to basketball as far as like, is it going to bring calm to her life or yeah is it something that's been or will it or will it change yeah you know right like will she continue to have a relationship with basketball professionally Mm -hmm. we don't know yeah we don't know and i think we'll just have to take it as it comes obviously but um yeah i mean the other thing too is that like you know she does have a bit of an advocate spirit to her right like when you think about 
you know how much she was protesting during yeah. um the height of like George Floyd and in Black Lives Matter and how much she like involved herself and you know we've also learned about like her charity work like giving like shoes out to homeless people in Phoenix and stuff like that that like you know potentially this could inspire more advocacy work from her you know maybe she starts to help other prisoners become free maybe she starts to work with like an amnesty international or something like that i mean who knows i mean it's just but it wouldn't surprise me if that became the case because because we've seen that that's kind of the kind of person that she is yeah but who knows i mean it's obviously it's like no pressure from us or anything we're just talking about the possibilities it's not like we're hoping she'll lean one way or the other necessarily yeah well said yeah but i think it's also we're being honest in that like you know i think we're both experiencing the spiral of like what is like like you know yeah like there's so much such a build-up to this potential moment and now that we're here it's like it's it's just it's overwhelming and it's kind of like okay okay wow we're here she's in san antonio we think um she's likely reuniting with her family we think but then after that it's it's kind of like yeah who knows now what you know um you know is there just is there a long period of quiet is there does it does things do things continue to ramp up do do does the league and do we need to kind of continue to defend her from hateful rhetoric? I'm like, sure yeah, we like, will. Yeah, I'm sure we will too. But um, yeah. Anyway, so it's like uh, it's it's uh, overall just like an amazing thing. It's a good thing, but um, it does make you kind of wonder about what what yeah what what's coming. Hmm. Um. Freddie, let's talk about some Twitter reactions. Who did you who did you find? Who did you like? Yeah, so this is fun. Um, uh, you know, I, I think I'll start with uh, the Phoenix Mercury. Um, mm-hmm. Just very simply put, uh, no more days. Uh, she's coming mm. home, Orange Heart, uh, which was uh, which is beautiful. Um, so I think that was really. And, and and also I, I I kind of enjoyed, um, feeling like uh, obviously we don't have a, we're not insiders, but this is this moment where we all got to experience. So I enjoyed seeing the the tweet of you know Euphoria, uh, and the tweet right before it. So the Phoenix Mercury's tweet right before it is uh, Chris Paul, uh, and um. Uh, his his return or one of his first games back from injury uh, is wearing a Brittany Griner uh, t-shirt. Uh, we are BG and uh, Phoenix Suns with the Phoenix Mercury tweeted, it's more than basketball, it's family, which was 15 hours. So it just feels like, you know, like no one knew mm. this was, it was designed to be that way, I think. Right. Like, um, but uh, yeah, the, 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 the tweets back to back are just always because uh, I got all my tweets. I sort of looked at like that. Um, yeah. The no more days really hits hard because we've been counting these days yeah. in an effort to to not forget, which is pretty wild. Um, do we, yeah, do you want to go one for one here? I, I only I have like a, I only have a four. couple. Yeah. OK, no, you just read off your four. And then I just I have two. 
Well, I think. No, Brianna's... actually, that's wrong. I have three, but you just do all yours first. Okay, I, I just don't want to take all yours because I'm I, I'm wondering. Do you also have Brianna Stewart? No, there's okay, too many good. reactions. We're not going to have. Oh, good. People. Oh, great. That's that's great. Um, well, yeah, Brianna Stewart. Uh, you know, has arguably been the single most vocal person uh, on Twitter about um, Brittany Griner. Uh, you know, to the point of yeah, on social media. On social media, sorry. Yeah. Um, and you know, has tweeted uh the the same message uh, every single day. Um, so it was really nice for me to read. Um, uh, it has been 293 days since our friend Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained in Russia. It is time for her to come home. At White House, at POTUS, at VP. We are paying attention and we are counting on you. Hashtag we are BG. Um, that was on the 7th. The next day, BG is free. 294 days and she is coming home. Um, so that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, um, Asia Wilson uh, retweeted. Um, and I think this was sort of important to me in regards to like addressing some of the backlash. Um, it's a Stephen A. Smith thing. I don't even know what's being said exactly. But, uh, and I'm not saying that Stephen A. Smith was, you know, not happy about this. I, I honestly don't know what his reaction was, but it's a video of him. And the tweet is, luckily, uh, and it's from, sorry, it's from Devereaux casual fan Peters, but Asia Wilson retweeted, luckily my feed isn't pushing much of, uh, of the BS, but for all those upset, you can complain, curse, tweet think pieces, speak all your fake outrage. Till your teeth fall out. I promise you, as far as our community goes, we don't care. We're going to continue to be <laughs> hold a on, happy over is, here. Hold on. What is this video of Stephen A, though? Um, is it just a GIF, maybe? Or is it a video? Um, l- let me just... Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah. I shouldn't even be mentioning because it's just a GIF of Stephen A saying... <laughs> Because uh, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure he's been generally supportive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is important. So, but um, <laughs> thank you. This 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 is this is how you help me out. Um, but yeah, it's actually a gif of him being uh, hilariously. Oh, we don't care. Yeah. So, there we go. Okay. Because um, I should have realized that it was four seconds. Um, but yeah. So basically, you know, uh, we're gonna continue to be happy over here. BG home. Uh, which I think is a nice response to um, any type of negativity. It's like, great. You're mad? Cool. We are overwhelmed with joy. Uh, and then the last one, um, and it's not a tweet, but uh, um, uh, Shanae Agumake, uh shared her thoughts on, uh, I, don't, I don't know, Jay Harris, but uh, yeah, on, on Jay Harris's ESPN show, um, just about the release. Um, and, um, you know, just sort of talked about how, you know, being women that are black, 80% black, the league is uh, college educated. Um, you know, she found out from her sister, who's also the, the head of the players union. Um, and, you know, she just kind of finished by saying uh, just a reminder that uh, our existence uh, is an act of resistance, uh, which I found really powerful. And mm-hmm. um yeah, just also she talked a lot about how 
how much Brittany is uh, not just a player, but she's also like really an important figure to the WNBA and has helped so many um, of her, of her colleagues. Like she's a really, she's, she's a, you know, she's not just the, the first person to dunk in the WNBA. She's not just uh, a big player. She's like a, you know, she's a massive legend in the league. I thought Lisa Leslie was the first person to dunk in the WNBA. Oh, um, well, I'm going to double check that while you find the tweets, <laughs> just to make sure. Cause you're, you're keeping me on track. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, first, uh, Don Staley, you can always count on Don to have a, a great statement. Uh, sure. God's grace is sufficient. Brittany Griner's home. I love you, BG. Uh, Billie Jean King. I uh, love Billie Jean King. Uh, Cheryl Brittany Griner is free after 294 days in Russian captivity at POTUS. Negotiated a one-for-one -one prisoner swap. Thank you to President Biden and to all those who worked so hard to secure her freedom. Um, also, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, big fan of hers. Uh, people might know her from Community. Uh, and other things like that. Thank you, POTUS. So many people have so much to say about Joe Biden. Well, this is like a real Joe Biden post. That he's a good man who quietly works to make things better for this country. Okay, cool. Uh, he and his administration got Brittany Greider out of the Russian prisoner camp in a one-on-one -on -one swap while Putin is waging a war. Um, I added that third one here. Last, but certainly not least, is our own Freddie Rivas, who tweeted, I'm crying. Brittany Griner has been freed after 294 days of wrongful detainment. Uh, so thank you for that, Freddie. You made one of my favorite tweets. Wow. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, just to clarify, Lisa Leslie is the first person to dunk 2002. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I... There was some other Brittany Griner dunking fact, which, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look up. Maybe I'll clarify for next pod. I mean, she um, does dunk, you know? Yeah, maybe it's the most dunks. I'm not sure. But uh, it's. I feel like it's something. It's cool. But, yes, Elisa Leslie is the first one to dunk. And, um, yeah, great selection of tweets. This was fun to go through. It was fun to see, you know, yeah, sometimes hate can be extra noisy, but it's really – um, heartening to see just how much love and happiness uh, there is surrounding this. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Well, it's time for Freddie's fun question. Uh, okay. Uh, this, this is a, this is a cool one. Um, uh, I actually I, came up with yeah, this. One. I was going to say, gonna it's say. a, what did we say? This was a Catherine's quirky question. <laughs> when I come up Catherine's with quirky query. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if that's what it is. Yeah, but. I guess technically it is mine, but I'm so used to it being your, uh, the Freddy segment that I just typed it as that. Um, do you want me to read the question then? Sure. All right. So I wrote as our Freddy fun question slash Catherine quirky question segment. How would we greet Brittany at the airport? Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm torn between, you know, well, I said that we got, like, if we were greeting her at the airport, I would greet her with Beyonce's Renaissance because I imagine she hasn't had the chance 
to listen to Beyonce's Renaissance. And that is probably, you know, album of the year for most people, dare I say. It's a pretty amazing album. And, you know, I think also too, like maybe Lizzo's special album, you know, she probably, you know, I'm just thinking about all the hits this year that maybe she hasn't had a chance to hear. So like her coming off the plane to about damn time could be fun. Um, Right. Or like, or, you know, and then followed by break my soul, but really Renaissance is is an album you got to listen to from beginning to end and just, you know, turn it into a, a bit of a block party on the tarmac there to some, to some good 2022 music uh that she hasn't had the chance to experience yet but soon will i love it um yeah so i was torn between uh how like you know i I really tried to put myself in the place of like okay what amount of um you know like action can britney handle right away so i was like nervous about overwhelming her so i wasn't yes i know which is great which is great we have two different answers that's that's great. You're like you're like I'm, I'm you're like I'm coming in with I'm, I'm coming in with Beyonce. I'm coming in with Lizzo. I'm coming in with food trucks. Let's yeah. go. Well, uh, okay. So food trucks is 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 closer to my mine. Mine is I don't know what her favorite meal is, but that's there. Um, so I don't know if it's like a meal from her parents or a favorite restaurant, whatever it is. It is like absolutely ready to go. Uh, she can eat that in the car uh, while we're going. In the car. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, like, because, like, I feel like we're. I, I, I guess I also didn't think about the very practical, like, going to the medical center. So in my mind, it was sort of like, you know, you, you meet Brittany. The question you... is greeting her at the airport, Freddie. I know. We're but... Greeting her at the airport. This is a fictional I know. circumstance. It is where we just get to greet her at the airport. But in my head, I'm like, it's like, where do you want to go? But yes, okay, just at the airport, um, <laughs> with her favorite meal, um, with her favorite clothes. I'm basically just mm. getting a long list of her favorite things, and it's like you get those things back immediately. Does she have pets? They're there. Um, like, sure. What- well, this is one of those things where we get to combine ideas again. Yeah. Because you could greet her with all her favorite things, and then we can move it over to the block party. And if it's fictional, I mean, can we get Lizzo and Beyonce um, there? Why not? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Can they, they should come? just be there? Yeah, yes. I agree. Like, like you know, can the Mercury be there? Everyone's there. Yeah. yeah. Can the Mer- can No, only Lizzo and Beyonce can be <laughs> yeah. there, and the yeah. Mercury. Can- <laughs> um. But yeah, it's fun to think about. It's fun to think about. You know what what she's going through right now um being so much more positive than what she's been through absolutely um freddie wow wild times um yeah everyone thank you so much for listening thank you for being on this crazy journey with us uh to get her home she's home that's what's most important and you know obviously we're going to continue following this along with all the WNBA news um you know every other week uh you know until the regular season starts hey who knows maybe she'll show up to the pre-game in toronto the preseason game in toronto freddie oh one yeah can, i'm sure that's one high can on hope. 
<laughs> but thank you all again and uh you can follow us at the pickup wmba pod um you know we have a bit of a delay with our media or our video content but hopefully we'll be able to get that up again uh shortly thank you all again and um we'll catch you next time all right thanks everybody bye Oh, 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 oh,